Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, and welcome to Your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Millard, bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. And specifically today, that is going to be birds. Yes, yes, lots and lots of birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we visited this week Tracy Aviary. I hadn't been to Tracy Aviary in some years. I've never been there. It's really cool. It is right in the heart of Salt Lake City. It is within Liberty Park, which is an amazing asset for that neighborhood, I Mm -hmm. think, to have it just right there in the park. And so you go in there, and it's just kind of a really cool little aviary, all different kinds of birds from all over the world. And we had so much fun. Uh, It's still kind of the winter months right now, so we enjoyed their indoor bird show. They have an outdoor bird show and an indoor bird show. Mm-hmm. And I honestly was really glad that we saw the indoor bird show because the indoor bird show is in basically a large conference room or a large classroom. And they've got a, a you know a few couple of risers set up in there. And it really doesn't fit more than I don't know, maybe 30 people, 30 to 50 people. Okay. And so you get really close to the birds. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are right up close to those birds. They fly over your head. They walk up and down the aisles, and they bring in volunteers from the crowd. So it's a very intimate experience. And I'm looking forward to going back and seeing the outdoor bird show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw how much bigger the – as we were touring the, the aviary, I saw the, the amphitheater where they do the outdoor bird show. And it's, you know, significantly larger than the classroom in which they do the indoor bird show. Right. So I can't imagine. It, it may be more impressive to in a certain way, but it's not going to be – you're not going to get as up close mm-hmm. uh, with these birds. Very, very cool. And so the outdoor bird show, that's the big kind – of, it's, it's enclosed, but it has kind of a glass ceiling almost? No, it's an amphitheater, and they just have these birds – you know, really well trained oh, okay. to kind of stay in certain areas. So, okay, it's, cool. Uh, yeah, it's really, really neat. They do something similar at the Hogel Zoo. Mm. They've got a, a bird show that I really enjoyed. So, uh, I'm expecting something very, very similar mm-hmm. uh, at the Tracy Aviary. But it was it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of the aviary that's really new. They've they've got some new newer buildings that have gone up, so it's kind of very clean, very very well kept mm-hmm. right now. And it was just. Man, it was just a lot of fun. That is pretty cool. We we also came home. One of the things that we picked up at the gift shop, mm-hmm. we picked up owl pellets. You know what these are? Uh, no. So owls eat mice. Okay. Things like that. Yeah. 
And so they'll eat these mice, but there's a certain number of things in the mice that they don't really digest very well. And that is stuff like hair and bones. And so what these owls will do is they'll cough up these pellets, which are about, I don't know, half the size of a golf ball. Oh, my God. And encased within these pellets are... Hairballs? Yeah, it's basically (laughs) a huge hairball with a little skeleton inside of it. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, really crazy. And so the idea is you take it and you can pull it apart and dismantle it and you can pull out all the little bones and things. That's pretty gross. Like a little science project, you know, for your kids. Are these... manufactured like these are fake ones no 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 these are real owl pellets that's yeah, nasty that they get out of the owl enclosure <laughs> so gross Isn't and that they amazing? sell them to you yeah then they sell them to you <laughs> it's the 350 a piece did you have your kids wear gloves when you dissected them we haven't done it yet we i would recommend gloves <laughs> yeah we'll we'll get some precautions going but i imagine it's probably i don't know reasonably hygienic um, gross out factor though yeah it's pretty high. <laughs> It's pretty high, but uh, that's what scientists do to learn about you know the health of a, an owl and its diet and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is they comb through the these owl pellets and see what they've been eating. So it was really really fun. So the, uh, it opens up at nine, closes down at four. At least that's those are the hours for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and admission is um, <clears throat> seven ninety five for an adult. Pardon me. And four ninety five for kids, so eight bucks for a grown up and four right. bucks, five bucks for a kid, and kids under three are free. We went again on the Connect Pass, right? So right. No reason to pay these kind of prices. We went on the Connect Pass and mm-hmm. and really enjoyed ourselves. Good stuff. Can I show you one thing from the Tracy Aviary website? Yeah, because. They've got these guys are the bird experts, right? I mean, they've got trained staff taking care of all these birds. Mm-hmm. They've got on these, and this actually came up when I was a kid. I remember a friend of mine, when we were children, found a baby bird and took it to Tracy Aviary. That's not actually technically what you're supposed to do. And on this website, they've got a section I've found a baby bird. What well, do what I do? What do I do? So it walks you through I've found a baby bird. What do I do? And then it asks you questions Is the bird hurt? Or stuck, unable to flutter wings, bleeding weak, or attacked by a dog or a cat? And then you answer yes or no. If the answer is yes, you contact the Wildlife Rehab Center of Northern Utah. Uh, Basically, there are two options. You either monitor it but leave it alone, or you contact the Wildlife Rehab Center of Northern Utah. Uh Uh-huh. And then they'll come out and pick it up. That's pretty cool that they have that on there. Yeah, so they ask you, is the bird feathered, yes or no, because that depends if it's a nestling out of the nest or if it's a fledgling and they do their normal behaviors to be on the ground. learning how to fly. Yeah, and so it's, uh, you know, you kind of, you you learn a little bit about what you have to watch for. Yeah. And then, but ultimately, if it really is in distress, they advise you to contact the Wildlife Rehab Center of Northern Utah, not them. (laughs) <laughs> don't contact us. Don't call Tracy Aviary. <laughs> They're busy doing the bird shows. Yeah. But it's um, cool. I actually have something at the Tracy Aviary <coughs> that uh, you don't have to pay those prices. It's a free event. What? Uh-huh. Um, and this is – it's called the um, the Great Salt Lake Audubon Birds and Bites Festival. Okay. Uh, and pretty much what it is, it's a, it's a scavenger hunt at Tracy Aviary. Um, it doesn't really give a whole lot of details, but I'm assuming it's, you know, you get all these different types of birds or things that you're looking right. for. Maybe an owl pellet. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and it's just kind of a fun thing to interact kids and families. And you don't have to participate. You can still get free entry and just go observe the aviary in itself. Uh-huh. Um, but this will be going on. And then there will be ice cream provided for all. Oh, um, what? And that's, this is also, I think it's after the hours that you mentioned. So it's at 6.30 p.m. Yeah. Um, or doors open at 6.30. And this is on March 21st, which so is, that's cool. is that Tuesday? Um, I think it's a Tuesday. Is it? I, I'm willing to believe that. Um, so, yeah, kind of a cool a cool event to to see the aviary yeah. and really get to know a few of the different uh, features because you're going to be really looking for stuff. Yeah, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a and the aviary is a fun place to kind of do a little exploring. It'd be great to do a scavenger hunt there because it's yeah. not very large. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, you know there are a lot of little paths, a lot of places you can go, and things like that. And just just make sure you follow the signs because one thing I noticed is uh, the staff are serious about the rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, when you go into the owl area, they have an owl forest. They have this little pine forest area with some little enclosures, and you kind of walk through a couple of paths and see these different kinds of owls. And owls are nocturnal, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have signs up that say, hey, just keep it down because, you know, these owls are basically resting. They're yeah. nocturnal. And th- there was a guy who was there with his grandkids. I think he was just trying to help them have a good time. And he wasn't paying much attention to the signs. He started shouting at this owl to wake it up and clapping. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and this one of the one of the aviary staff just lit into that guy. Oh man! With the whole, hey, don't you know these are? It was it was really it was funny because he he totally deserved it, and she was polite, mm-hmm. but she was very firm, and she didn't just say, "Hey, don't yell at the animals." She went into this explanation of why of the fact that these are nocturnal animals and they're not going to wake up for you, and you're just disturbing their rest. Da, da, da. And it wound up coming across as very condescending. Not in like a bad way, but I mean, this man was obviously, you know, in his late 60s. Yeah. For goodness sakes. (laughs) You know, he's the one we got to get into for not following the rules. Yeah, you should know by now. You got some experience. That's right. It was funny. It was just really, really funny. All right. uh, Listen, when we come back, we have a couple of other things about birds here along the Wasatch Front. It's actually a pretty good place to check out all different kinds of birds. So we'll continue our conversation about Tracy Avery and the birds when we come back. Welcome back to your Utah. This episode for the birds or for the bird lovers. (laughs) We chatted about Tracy Aviary, all that they've got going on. Very cool place, right? It's at Liberty Park. Easy to park. They've got their own parking lot, or you can park on the ring, you know, the parking ring around the mm-hmm. park. So it's super easy to get to, yeah. super easy to park. Check it out. But, you know, that's not the only way you can see some great birds along the Wasatch Front. Uh, this is actually, and maybe unexpectedly, a really good place for bird watchers. You know, we've got the Great Salt Lake out there. We've yeah. got a lot of wetlands that bring in birds. I don't think it's very unexpected at all. My favorite are the peregrine falcons downtown. Which per- I hadn't heard of, so yeah. inform me. Well, they've been kind of quiet. You know, the population kind of ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of quiet last year. And there's a there's a webcam 
that is on a nesting box, but mm-hmm. they didn't have a nesting pair of falcons in 2016. Oh. So uh, I don't know why that is, but typically there are. And they basically eat the pigeons. Wow. And, in fact, it's it's pretty common to see, you know, to be downtown and look up. If you look up at the right time and you'll see a peregrine falcon just nail a pigeon. Oh, my god! And take it off to a rooftop. Yeah. They're That's really incredible. Cool. Really cool. And they just live in the downtown. They love that urban area yeah. because they eat pigeons all day. They can get up high. <laughs> yeah, they can get up high. Yeah. And that's how they do it. They they are totally wow. adapted to the high density urban life. You don't mm-hmm. see them out. You don't see them out in the suburbs because they can't get up as high. But they get up yeah. on those buildings, just like being up on cliffs in the wild. Right. And you know? well, the pigeons all live downtown because they need to eat all the all the leftover scraps, <laughs> popcorn, and whatever <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. And uh, those falcons, man. Ooh. Yeah, you go up on a lot of the. Up on a lot of buildings up on the roof in downtown Salt Lake, you'll find pigeon parts. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, I actually have something about falcons as well. Cool. When I moved to Salt Lake City, (coughs) I knew that it was a place that had a really great falconry program to become a falcon trainer. You're kidding. Uh, This is news to me. Um, Tell me about it. So I looked into it. And it's a, it is a really great program. They have a ton of people here that do it that are um, experienced, very well-rounded trainers um, and a very intense apprentice program. And when I first moved here, I only thought I was going to be here for a year. Uh-huh. Of course, Salt Lake sucked me in. I love it. Every, every, it here. sucks everyone in, yeah. But so I never did it. And I kind of forgot about it until just now. And, and so what it is is um, – you kind of have to do all of this research mm-hmm. and and you have to pass a test that gets you into the apprenticeship program. And you have to get an 80% or better. But okay. based on the resources that they have on their website, uh, which I'll give you in a second, um, they kind of say that most falconers are very welcome to any visits or calls or just contact from anyone that's interested and you can come out and meet them meet their falcons see how they interact and see if you're interested in this that's cool yeah and it's it's kind of like this really great i mean they call it a sport but um i i mean there's kind of a community a niche community so they do it for hunting no 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 you um that would be cool too. Well, I mean, maybe they do, but pretty much you. I think it's for retraining injured falcons that come into this oh, program, and you yes. can become their um, their like master, kind of. Yes, I've seen these guys before. Yeah, uh, they sometimes do little exhibits at the Museum of Natural History. And they'll bring yeah. falcon. They have falcons and they have owls. They do kind mm-hmm. of kind of the birds of prey. And right. they'll rehabilitate them, and then they've got they've got a little flock of falcons that can never go back in the wild. And so yeah. they, they take yeah. them around and use them as education tools. Yeah. So um, I think that when I looked at it initially, I think I came upon a a decision that, or not a decision, but based on all the information that I read, it would take about two to three years to actually become a a falconer. That's, that's awesome. The term. Um, but the apprenticeship program seems great. You get to meet a ton of people and learn everything about these birds and, and the 
you know, enter this whole different community within Salt Lake City. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I saw a I, – I love to watch those GoPro promotional videos. Yeah. You've seen those, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, – <clears throat> Like it, you know, when you're at Target at the GoPro display, they've got the. Anyway, I saw one online, and they hooked these cameras up to these falcons in some place like Mongolia. And they had mm. these guys up there on on these horses doing some traditional hunting with these falcons. Wow! And they had this camera on this falcon that swooped down and grabbed a fox. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was crazy. <gasps> wow! It was crazy. That's yeah, that's pretty crazy. I don't know if they do that here in uh here in Utah, but falcon hunting. Maybe if you become a falconer, you, you could start a new Yeah, maybe. Thing. Interesting way to deal with pests. I mean, also know? just for hunting in general, getting a falcon <laughs> to wear a camera and training it like where to fly yeah. and then you have a you know, a display to see where, where you know, the, the deer are or yeah. whatever you're hunting. That's yeah, kind of cool. Interesting. All right. Okay. Um, so the website, if you are interested in that, is just utahfalconers.org, and it has all the information and links that you need uh, to get started. And, yeah, it's it's very cool. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'll look back into it. I think you should. <laughs> look into it. Tell us if it's easy or hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's going to be a little bit difficult. but It seems like there's a lot to learn. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's. Uh, do you have anything else on birds? No, no. I think I've exhausted my local bird knowledge. So, but to go to Tracy Aviary. They've got it all there. They've got all the books and everything there. I'm really sure fun. they know more about the falconry program too. I bet so, they do. Yeah. So, yeah, I bet they do. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening, and go out, get out there and enjoy your Utah.